Welcome to Two Sides to the Story with Ted and Lori. I'm Ted Zaleski. And I'm Lori Hearstetter. We just did an episode called The Magic Mix. I believe it was episode 41. And the idea of The Magic Mix is that you find ways to two birds, one stone with things in your life that you enjoy. And we are practicing what we preach because right now we are traveling um, to an event that we definitely enjoy called Battle of the Books After Hours, um, local book competition put on by the Carroll County Public Library, Likely Story, and tonight, um, partnership with 1623 Brewing Company. Uh, essentially, it is a read a bunch of books, kind of a competition, answer questions about those books, and whichever team gets the most amount of questions correct wins the competition. So we're traveling to that while we are recording an episode. And this episode is not about Battle of the Books. It's about writing, which is sort of interesting as a topic because we talk about being two sides to the story. And the most obvious two sides is Ted's side and Lori's side. But there are many other parts that have come up in the show about the reader's perspective versus the writer's perspective. Reading nonfiction as compared to fiction. And the list goes on. But when you think about reader and writer, we have focused primarily on our show so far on the reader experience. The part that is related to writer has been primarily about interviewing authors. So something happened yesterday at an event that Ted went to that's got us thinking and talking more about the writing side of what we do. So Ted, um, do you want to share some details about where you were last evening and, and how that relates to writing? Yeah, and you know, on the idea of what we've done so far on writing, uh, from the very beginnings of the podcast, you know, we talked about writing being a part of what we're going to do. I think somewhat consciously uh, have held off on that part, uh, knowing there was only so much we could take on and uh, we had things lined up that were very connected to reading and something we'll talk about sometime maybe is some writing projects that Lori and I have but we didn't think we didn't feel like we were far enough along to do what we were thinking about but maybe we're getting closer and the event Lori is talking about that we went to yesterday evening at um, uh, Beck's in Sykesville and yes, Lori, we had wings. Oh, you did not have wings. For free. Well, not for free, but they were part of the event. Oh, man. So anybody who's been paying attention to the show knows that Lori likes wings about as much as Ted likes beer. <laughs> and Bex has both. So, well, all right. I'll try not to be too jelly. I'm glad you had wings. Did you have my favorite kind? Now, well, it was only, it was only one. Okay. I'm not sure which one it was. It was a little bit spicy. Okay. But um, we were actually talking about it. Not, not sure. So anyway, the event was um, a writer, Richard Chismore. Um, I was unfamiliar with him. He's written half a dozen books, I think. 
but um, three of them were in collaboration with um, Stephen King. The Stephen King. The Stephen King. Yep. Um, so I was finding all this out. As you, you didn't know this going in. No, knew nothing about him at all. And uh, he lives in Hartford County, so relatively local. Local. Guy. Okay. Grew up in Edgewood. Okay. Um, he pretty much did the whole thing off of questions and answers. Although he took questions that kind of led to long answers that talked about a lot of a lot of things, um, including his relationship with Stephen King and how his collaboration worked. Uh, a good bit of the questioning was really about him and Stephen King more than it was just him. I can imagine. That's where all my questions would be. So he talked about the three books that he wrote with Stephen King. And going back to where Laurie started all this, you know, he's talking about the writing process and working with somebody else writing, which, you know, it's not hard to imagine, adds a lot of complications, you know, for good or bad, if you're doing it yourself, you can mess it up yourself, you can make it good yourself, you can do whatever you want, uh, and there's nobody else to have to think about or, or worry about. You bring somebody else into the mix, and all those things become more complex things to, to deal with. You have to think about some things more. Of course, the good side is, you are bringing somebody else into the mix. Maybe you introduce something, you go down a path that you wouldn't have found by yourself, but with somebody else, it's, oh wow, this is a good idea, let me go explore this. So what really interested me about his description of the three books with Stephen King was there was not a way that they collaborate. The three books were all different in how they happened. Uh, the first book, and these three books go together. Um, i trying to remember, it's, uh, the main character is Wendy. Uh, I don't remember the names of the books now, though. Uh, but the first book was one of 10 or 20,000 books that Stephen King has started or finished. And he had read, I think he said, 30 pages and felt stuck. He said, hmm. I don't this isn't going anywhere. And uh, yeah, without getting, trying to get into the whole story, you know, uh, Richard and Stephen had become friends and communicated fairly regularly and would send things to each other. So King sent him these 30 pages, said, I don't know what to do with it. Take a look at it, see if you have anything. Huh. And he said he read, he wrote 50 pages and sent it back to Stephen King and, you know, I'm shortening the story, but it was basically, yeah, go. Uh, so they kind of collaborated a little bit of back and forth, but Stephen King's idea and start and Richard's kind of bringing it home. Second book, Richard had an idea for a sequel to the first one. And it actually, more than an idea, he wrote it mm. and sent it to Stephen King. The whole thing? He wrote the whole, whole thing. thing. Okay. Yeah. Sent it to King and uh, he says, well, what do you want me to do? Edit this? And he said, well, no, I want, I want, you, to, I want you to write. I want you to Collaborate. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, without trying to reproduce the whole story, Stephen King basically said, 
we're done. <laughs> it doesn't need anything? Yeah. Wow, that's quite a compliment. And then the third book, I'm trying to remember now, I think Richard started it, but I could, could be wrong. But he said this one was basically a series of 50 pages, handed off, 50 pages, handed off, and they wrote the book kind of in a back and forth way. And I'm sure at some point they had to you know, bring things together and they didn't go into a great deal of detail about, about that. But you know, it just it really caught my attention. You know, three books, same two people, but very, very different ways of, of getting it done. And it also made me think about you know, things that you know, we've been talking about and trying to think about, well, how, how does this work? Absolutely. And maybe, maybe what I took from this is there's not an answer. There's you know, no formula. For, for book one, you know, maybe it's this path. For book two, maybe it's some Something other else. path. Yeah. And um, you know, it's not like there's any right or wrong about any any of them. It's you know, what works. What gets it done? And it really kind of it just, in a way, I think opened my mind up to. This can be as easy as saying, "What's working?" Well, I'm glad to see you have such an optimistic view of it. That is not always your default position. Um, it's usually mine. But in this case, I'm going to be on the other side of this. Uh-oh. I'm no Stephen King, <laughs> is my first comment. So, yeah, they did it, and they did it successfully. But you're talking about an amazing writer. So uh, we're going to keep working at it and see if we can get to the finish line on something because that definitely has been our challenge and our writing um but i'll talk about that a little bit more after we discuss this partnership of theirs a little bit further so a couple of questions one are they planning another book do you know did, did that come up it didn't sound like there was anything planned okay but the first three books weren't planned either. Okay. So I'm not sure what to take from that. All right. Although um, Chismar is thinking about a follow-up to a, another book that he wrote without Stephen King. Okay. Have they done um, a book tour together? Like, you just attended an event, which we haven't done an episode on yet, uh, which is a group of ladies, all successful, best-selling novelists, don't believe they've written a book together, but they do a podcast together and they travel together as part of um, their book tours. Not always, but in this case they did. They were just in Westminster for an event, which we will talk about more later. But do you know if Stephen King and Richard have uh, done a book tour together on any of the three books? It didn't come up, but I'm guessing no, because he he actually said that he doesn't like doing that and his publishers are always pushing him to get out more okay so he was i assume promoting book three or did he have all three of the books there available they just they were there that was a that was not the book he was there for okay or none of those was the book he was there for oh but um two sides of the story was there with books to sell and they had had those books. We're two sides to the story. Oh, I'm Do you mean a likely story? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, local bookstore. Did, did I forget to tell you we're selling books now? <laughs> now we're selling books. <laughs> um, and there were people in the audience who were fans and, okay. and already knew of those other books. I see. Interesting. So the book that he was there to promote mm-hmm. 
was kind of interesting and I I don't want to say too much because I won't do a good enough job of explaining it without having you know, thought it through but he, he wrote a book where he and friends and his neighborhood are in the book but the book is fiction so there are things that are very real in it but there's a story happening around all this that's not that real that is not real I like that is that called something in particular? I mean, is, there's got to be a genre that's like partial truth. <laughs> Fiction, nonfiction, hybrid blend. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, but he did talk a little bit about that. You know, he said that, you know, critics have looked at what he was doing and suggested he was trying to start a new genre. It's interesting to think about that. I mean, I would imagine that there is a good percentage of books even fiction, that have some tie to reality. I mean, the writer is inspired to write by something in their life. I don't know how many could say this truly is all from my imagination and nothing added to it from my real life. Yeah, and I think... Just what's the percentage maybe would define if there's this new classification that that he's been asked about. Yeah, and you know, on other fiction, I think yeah, it wouldn't be hard to find books that are almost entirely driven by things yeah. that really happen, but yeah. they've been altered. Now, I think my last question maybe should have been my first one. I mean, Stephen King, everyone who immediately comes to mind with a certain genre. Are these books scary? Um, that's my take. Okay. I, I know nothing about them, but I do remember him saying one thing. I think it was about about the first or second book and uh, Chismar said that he wrote an ending but they ended up with a different ending because oh yeah, Stephen, Stephen King told him your ending is too dark oh so, interesting <laughs> so it had to be pretty, pretty bad <laughs> pretty deep and dark and dismal beyond dark so, did he tell you how they know each other? Did you get, like, the full story, or is that for another day? Um, I said last question. I keep asking them, but anyway. When he was in college, he started a magazine and a publishing company that focused on a lot of things that would appeal to Stephen King. Okay. And he didn't know him, but he always sent Stephen King the latest issue and the latest book and somewhere along the way they oh oh yeah sorry <laughs> ted just missed the turn in the circle i'm trying not to say it out loud i'm pointing and he says oh yeah sorry <laughs> uh, i'm heading for sykesville we're going the wrong way it's all right we'll get there um, <laughs> this is what happened when you do the magic mix yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm only capable of holding one solid thought in my mind at a time um, so somewhere along the way, either they they met, and, the, and I think that's what happened. They met somewhere, and this came up, and then, you know, they became friends, and then eventually this writing stuff happened. Okay. Very interesting. So, more to say, or should we switch to the idea of writing and writing with a partner? Well, I'm sure we could talk much more about that, but I think for our purposes today, that'll 
cover us, I think. Yeah, we intend this to be sort of a short and sweet episode simply because we only have about a half an hour drive to where we are going. Not the way I'm driving. For th- yeah, 35 minutes. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll wrap up the second part of this so we can get into the event when we arrive. And this is about the writing and specifically about writing with a partner in our case because Ted and I have been trying for quite some time, actually before the podcast even started, to write something together. And now we have multiple somethings. (laughs) None of them have, as I said at the beginning, gotten to the finish line. And our issue is always no shortage of ideas. So that's obstacle number one. Which project do you focus on knowing that we have so many? And we do have one that has quite a bit of work into it. Oh, yeah. But has been set aside now Yes. for the podcast and for some other projects. Yes. But we, we intend to get back to it someday. If for no other reason, there's a little girl. Waiting for us. Yes. <laughs> so I think we may have talked briefly about this before. Just to keep it simple, we're going to call the that book that Ted is referring to that has the most legs to it, uh, Claire. The Claire Project is in the works, has been in the works the longest amount of time. And she's tapping her foot at us because she has not gotten any attention in quite some time. Arms crossed. Yes. And then there's my separate project. We call her Bliss. So Bliss is something that I started on my own. Hmm. Was it before or after Claire? I do not know. But I want to say... Bliss as a concept was around before Claire came to be. So longer time in developing, maybe not as far along, um, but also I think not quite as involved. So there's Bliss and there's Claire. And then there's what we'll call the winged fairy. (laughs) Figuring out what her name is. We've actually thought about calling her Bliss. But for the purposes of explaining our writing projects to you, it would be easier not to have two blisses. So uh, those are the three that are getting some attention or have. And then there's a whole list of writing options that haven't hit the street yet, haven't penned a paper yet, but they're in there, even if it's just in my brain or in Ted's brain. So, there's a list too. There's the projects. Main obstacle is how do you find the time to do them all? How do you prioritize? And then the second obstacle is what I just said about the brain. Because Ted's got his and I've got mine and there is no way to truly mesh them together. It is a bit messy. It is different because we are different people. We approach our writing different. We approach our reading different how ideas come to us is different and we have brought this up before I am a planner and Ted is not he's what we call a pantser writing by the seat of his pants at least historically that was the case but what's funny is in our most recent project the winged fairy you are most definitely taking more of a planner role in this one I'm writing being creative and you've got out the rule book. <laughs> and there's been a time or two where Lori's basically said, just leave me alone and let me write. <laughs> it's different to work independently than um, as a team. And uh, so hearing you say 
that you went to this event and then this gentleman had been writing with not just a team member, but the Stephen King definitely appealed to me. And it got me thinking this is at least a interesting short episode. So you will hear more from us about our writing projects in the coming year. But something that we've been thinking about for you listeners is how many of you that are listening to our show are just readers? Is there a group of you out there listening that are also writers? And if you are, we would very much like to hear from you because clearly we don't have it all figured out and we could learn a little something from you and maybe we could teach you something as well. There might be opportunity for collaboration or at least brainstorming. And another related thought is we're deciding how we change the website for season two. That's coming up very soon. We've been doing this for just about a year. And what we provide you as far as content for season two Something that's been on our mind is whether writing should be a part of that. So we'd love to hear your feedback. If you are a writer, aspiring writer, successful writer, have published books, whatever your case may be, let us know that. And if you have some interest in having us make that a part of the show, maybe some episodes dedicated to that, uh, a workshop is not out of the realm of possibility, or even an area of our website to be devoted to those that are in the writing side of this. Um, We'd love to hear your feedback. You know, when Lori said, are you a writer? I just wanna emphasize that, you know, as we're looking at it, this this doesn't mean you've been published. Doesn't mean you've even thought of yourself as a successful writer. Just, do you wanna write? Are you writing? Have you tried something? And uh, lots of room to talk about that. So we have just pulled up at 1623 Brewing Company. We couldn't have timed that any better. See, it's good you made that wrong turn. Um, And this event, as we said at the beginning, is one um, that we adore. It started first year. We were participants. We just so happened to win. So maybe we like it a little extra because we've got that feather in our cap. We didn't do it alone. We had some team members with us. So a little shout out to Chris Weinbrenner, Lynn Wheeler, and Annette Danick, who were on our team, which was called Team Ted, year one in which we won the competition. Then year two, we came back. Two sides had taken off to some degree. We were invited to participate. We not only got to hand out awards to the winning teams, but we got to interview the winning team, the first place finisher, who happened to be the team that tied with us in the first year, and we won in a tiebreaker. So then here we are, third year, same location, different teams, I would assume. Uh, We are going to hopefully get an opportunity to interview the winning team yet again. And then we're also going to be putting together an episode um, on that if we can collect some more information from teams participating tonight and give you readers that are listening maybe some thoughts about maybe this would be right for you for next year's competition. And it continues to grow. 
it started out as one night. Yes. Even the first year turned into two nights. Mm -hmm. And now it's into three nights with two different locations. Exactly. So uh, we'll wrap it up for now. We will get an episode to you shortly about this night. And we've got several others in the works already. Um, Before October ends, I think we will have at least three more episodes. And I believe that puts us at 45. 45 episodes in our first year before we get to the season two launch. Yeah, and Lori's determined for this to be a nice round number. It's not going to be. So even if there's another episode... She's going to be sick or something that day. 45 plus, 45 A, B, and C. I don't know. We'll work it out. So until then, thank you for listening. And enjoy your reading.